0: Blog Talk Radio The views and comments expressed do not reflect the opinions of eWater Radio. All comments and views are show guest views and comments and in no way reflect views or comments of eWater Radio, KEWRDB, or its affiliates.
1: You're listening to eWater Radio, KEWRDB.
0: Welcome to the live broadcast of the Phenomenally Youth Show on eWater Radio, KEWRDB. And I am your host, Nicole Quinlan Lee. And I just want to welcome everyone back to my show. I don't know if people have realized it, but I'm doing it once a month now just so that I make sure that I'm prepared and that I'm bringing you something that, you know, sets a little fire under you to make you start thinking about, you know, your walk in your greatness because, you know, that's what my show is about. My show is about positive, empowering, and insightful conversation, and I try to bring that to you every single show. Um, Before I even move forward, I just want to give a shout-out to everyone, whomever is listening, whoever will listen after tonight. I want to give a shout-out to everyone because if 2020 has not been the year of, um, what is it, surprises, of just a whole bunch of stuff, Uh, I don't know what year has that I've been alive. So I want to give a shout-out to everyone, everyone, because you know what? We are closing out the year. We only have a couple of more weeks, a few more weeks, which is crazy. But guess what? You did it. You did it. And despite whatever challenges may come, we are here tonight. I am sitting here right now, and I have to say that I'm okay. And, you know, that says a lot. And, that's what I want to talk about this evening is the word okay. That's where I got my topic from. But before I get into that, um, I just want to check in with everyone. So I'm not going to really be taking any calls this evening, I don't think. But if you have a question or if you have a comment, please feel free to text me, okay? So text me at 310-308-8568. Again, that is 310-308-8568. So if you're having difficulty logging in on your your computer you can always call in to 323-642-1757 or if you need to get off your phone you can always log in to me at radio and just click on the show and it'll pop up so I just want to let everybody know that okay um I also just want to remind you of my blog. Yes, I said a blog. So this is what we're going to do in the beginning because when I get into it, I just want to get into it. So I do have a blog. It's on the Ewater Radio website, which is ewaterradio.net, and my blog this this week or this month is about the final stretch. And I'm just talking about how we're going to end our year and start our year off our new year off with the best uh, the best way possible so I would appreciate it if you can go to ewaterradio.net click my face it's there and um, you'll be able to read my blog but let's go ahead and get into it like I said 2020 has been filled with so much and as you all know we have finally um, basically you know our at a space where we're going to move forward in terms of the election. Now, I am 49 years old. Um, The last time I talked to you, I was 48. (laughs) But I'm 49 years old, and I have voted in every election since I turned 18. And this is what I have to tell you. I have not ever, except one time, had a president uh, elect uh, that I wanted, except once. So what I'm telling everyone is, regardless of who you voted for, regardless of what side that you stand on, it is what it is. And we have had generations and generations and generations of people who have not always, you know, uh, had the person they wanted elected. Okay? It, it is what it is. But that does not mean that we make it hell for that person. What we do is we come together as the people that we say we are in the United States of America, and we do our part in order for us to have a society that promotes, right, that promotes wealth, you know, health, and security for everyone. And that's all I'm going to say about that because, you know, I try not to get really deep. I really do when it comes to that, but... I just, just wanted to remind you of that, you know. So I said it before, stop arguing with people, stop going back and forth with people because you can't change people's minds. But I'll tell you one thing, you have a right to vote for who you want to vote for, and you don't owe anybody any expli- any explanations. So I've told people that many, many times, and I stand, I stand firmly in that. One of the wonderful things is, is that we do have a right to vote for who we want to vote for, and we don't always get our way. Um, it just is what it is. So uh, what else has been going on besides that? COVID. I know you guys are tired of hearing of it. And I think that's why uh, I've been kind of questionable on what my titles are going to be or what my topics are going to be on the show. Because I don't know about you. But I'm, I'm a little tired of hearing about COVID. Now, I know we have to hear about it. I know we have to hear about what's going on politically. Don't get me wrong. But goodness gracious, so I just don't want that to be what I'm bringing to you on this show because I know that there are much uh, more informed platforms that you can get that information on. What I will tell you, though, is do what you need to do collectively so that we can move forward. So regardless of what you think, I always tell people, I'm not so concerned about myself as I am about you. Yes, my listeners and my listeners' families and my listeners' friends. So do you know what? the The mask is uncomfortable. I don't like it. It's hot. I feel like it's going to break out my face. I don't think it's the most attractive thing to be walking around in, but I wear it. And I wear it, like I said, not so much worried about myself, but worried about my family and my friends and your family and your friends. And I think that if we begin to move forward in a collective manner where we're not just concerned about our personal selves being uncomfortable, but where we have a greater concern about the people around us. I think that it will help us move forward. I think it will help us get past this, so that I can go out and I can feel comfortable hanging out with my friends or even maybe showing up at one of your doors. But guess what? We're not going to be able to do that if we don't do this together. So I urge you, regardless of your stance on what you think is and isn't, what you think is real and isn't real, I urge you, to do what you need to do so that we can do what we want to do, okay? So those are my two public announcements for the day, Um, and now I just really want to move forward. You know, every time I have a show, I tell you where, you know, I get my topic from, and this evening's topic is it's okay to be okay. Again, I'm going to say it again, it's okay to be okay. And let me tell you where I got this topic from. So it's a couple things. I had a conversation with a friend a few days ago or last week, and it came up in the conversation that uh, I was raised just by my mom. And, you know, the question was, you know, well, how were you affected just because you uh, were raised in a house with just your mom? And those were the words that were stated, right? But what I heard, and I don't know if I was right or wrong, what I heard, the message I received, right, the message I received was, do you have any daddy issues because you were raised in a house without your dad there? That's what I received. And then to even go further, when I thought of daddy issues, it was, so what problems do you have in your relationship with men? because you did not have a father in your household. And that started getting me thinking because it's interesting to me as a person who grew up in a household with just one parent, just my mother. Some people grew up in a household with just their fathers. Um, Some people grew up in a household without either of their mother or their father, and they may be in the household with their grandparent or a foster parent um, or adopted into where someone has chosen them. But whatever that is, I find it interesting that when I'm asked that question, people are shocked when I'm like, I'm good. They kind of expect me to claim daddy issues. They expect me to claim that I have these problems building relationships with the opposite sex because I was raised in a household without my father in it. Um, And I have to tell you that whatever issues I have, I, I just don't align them with that. I just don't. And and it's interesting to me because it seems like society has put these definitions or these responses to certain things that happen in people's life. And if you don't respond like that, it's weird. Um, and it's really interesting, too, because a lot of the responses are negative. They're self-destructive. And so that is where my topic came from tonight, it's okay to be okay. Okay. Um, And then I had a conversation, a heated conversation, with my kids, with the wonderful Marley the other night. Um, And I I know you guys can imagine that because um, I'm passionate about the things I say and she's passionate about the things that she believes and she says. And we were having a conversation about um, mental health. And uh, she was telling me that I was being insensitive to the mental health issues of her generation. Um, And I was really trying to make her understand that I I wasn't being insensitive, but, you know, I definitely um, understood that young people, and a lot of people have been confronted with mental health issues. However, I think that in this weird way, society has conditioned many people to believe that they should respond to certain challenges in their life in this specific way, like I said, and a lot of times that specific way is a self-destructive way, in my opinion, and so let me remind you that this is my opinion, and then before I move forward, we're going to go to a commercial, but before I go to this commercial, let me go ahead and put my disclaimer out there before anyone can go anywhere with this conversation. Mental health is real. Mental health issues is real. It is very important for you to work on them. It is very important for you to work on yourself. And if you feel like you are having issues that you cannot deal with yourself, meaning if you go talk to a friend, if you go talk to a family member, a teacher, a coworker, someone not professional, if you feel is F, You can't deal with that yourself. I urge you to seek professional help, okay? So before we even move forward, let me put that disclaimer out that I am not knocking, you know, um, mental health issues. I'm not knocking how people feel. I'm not telling you not to feel the way that you feel. I'm just putting an idea out there for you to consider, okay? Um, So... Just think about that. Think about what you think of when I say it's okay to be okay. It's okay to be okay. Think about that, and when we come back, we're going to get into that conversation. I'm going to talk about some stuff. And, again, as I'm talking, if you want to give me a comment or you have a question, just go ahead and text me. My phone is right in front of me. I'm looking at it, and I will read it. Okay, so let's go into a commercial, and when I get back, We're going to continue the conversation about it's okay to be okay.
1: Joyful Expressions Paint and Taste Studio is a fun place to celebrate any occasion. We provide every guest with an apron, easel, canvas, brush, paint, and an instructor to guide you step-by-step through the creation of your masterpiece. Come on time so that you can pick a good seat and order your drink. Joyful Expressions now has Taco Tuesday, a margarita wine, and two tacos with chips and salsa, Thirsty Thursday with wine and snacks, Friday fun night, and Saturday brunch with two wings, a Belgian waffle, and bottomless we Reserve your seat today at JoyfulExpressions.Gallery. Prices start at only $24. Joyful Expressions is located at 14800 Southwestern Avenue, number 104 in the city of Gardena, 310-692-6999. That's 310-692-6999. It's your time to shine and get your paint and party on. It's lit! JoyfulExpressions.Gallery. Also, check out the Facebook page.
0: And we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is the Phenomenal You Broadcast with Nicole Quinlan Lee. This is your home for positive, empowering, and insightful conversation on eWater Radio, K E W R D B. And this evening's discussion, as I stated before we went to commercial, is it's okay to be okay. It's okay to be okay. Um, Really quick, before I move forward, I meant to say this in the beginning, and I just also want to send a shout out to my niece, Jacqueline, and I want to welcome my new niece, Layla Rose. Layla Rose was born yesterday, and, you know, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing, especially when you're in times where, you know, things are questionable. You know, something like childbirth just reminds you of the blessings of life. And so um I just want to welcome my new little niece Layla Rose into the world. Girl, you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time. Um but let's get into this conversation about it's okay to be okay. And as I started thinking about this topic, I really wanted to examine the idea or the 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 saying, what we say when people ask us how we are. I'm okay. I'm okay, you know. Um And what do you really mean, and what do people think you mean um, when you are asked, I'm okay, or when you tell someone that you are okay? So the first thing, and first and foremost, let's talk about that word, okay, and what it means when someone says that they are okay. I found this great article um, online at thoughtcatalog.com, and the author is Sierra Lim, and It was a really interesting article, and it was called This is What It Means to Be Okay. And Sierra wrote, it means being okay both physically and mentally. It doesn't mean that things have to be smooth sailing. That's unrealistic. It's about being able to handle circumstances that arise without being beaten down or broken down by them." And, again, I want to say that if you happen to feel beaten or broken down, that's okay. Okay? So I'm not – trying to condemn anybody but when we say we're okay i think there's this like fallacy that when someone says that they are okay it's an assumption that that person is saying they've had no major issues they've had no major concerns or worries in their life and that everything is going wonderfully and what i say to that is absolutely not That's that's not it and again this is my opinion It's a fallacy. It's not real to think that because someone tells you they're okay that they're not going through anything in their life. You know, um, it's a lot of stuff going on. Look at this year. Look at 2020. We would have never guessed this year, this time last year, that we would have been going through what we're going through this year. Right? But I'm okay. I could tell you that I'm okay. Have we faced challenges? Yes. Have I faced challenges? Yes. But I am okay. And that doesn't mean that I didn't experience things uh, that have been going on within the country. It doesn't mean that I don't have strong opinions about the things that are going on in the country, about, you know, the sicknesses and the deaths that I've seen. And I personally know people who have lost family members. I personally know people who have been sick. It's not me saying that I don't acknowledge that, and I don't acknowledge the tragedy in that. Okay, it's not that, and anyone else who says you know i'm I'm good, I'm okay, it's not saying you know, I don't see this, I don't see all of this going on. I don't feel this, you know it doesn't you know sit well on my spirit. It's no one saying that it's just like the definition says or what Sierra says, you know it's it's just like what she's saying, and so the rest of her um definition says, so again, let me read that again. It says, it means being okay both physically and mentally. It doesn't mean that things have to be smooth sailing. And, and that's where sometimes when I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm on Facebook and I see people, everyone has been so conditioned to analyze every single second of their lives and how they're feeling and what they're going through, I almost feel like they cheat themselves. They cheat themselves out of doing very human and feeling in a very human um, emotion, very human attributes, because we're so busy analyzing ourselves. You know, is this about, uh, is this clinical depression? Is this clinical anxiety? Is this, what is this? And all of these things are very relevant. All of these things are very true. They're very serious. But at what point do you allow yourself to just be, be human and feel however it is you feel without you being fearful that you're not okay, that there is something the matter with you, there's something psychologically the matter with you that maybe you just can't handle life and you're not strong enough because you're feeling these feelings, these feelings that are very natural for every single person to have. Fear, right, sadness, grief, extended grief, right, extreme happiness. I'll go back to extreme sadness. Uncertainty. Sometimes you feel very anxious. Sometimes you just don't know how you're feeling at all. At what point do we allow ourselves to have these feelings, right, without attaching it to some kind of clinical problem? And at what point did this become sort of like a thing? And this kind of was the argument that Marley and I had, or heated discussion that we had, because I understood how she felt. I understood the passion in it. And, and I'm going to tell you what I said. What I told her was, I said, sometimes I feel like your generation has been cheated because you're not allowed to feel human without somebody trying to tell you that there's something the matter with you. You're not allowed to wake up on the side of the bed five days in a row without someone telling you that you're suffering with some kind of mental issue. You're not allowed to be overly happy without someone telling you that you're suffering from something. You're not allowed to be uncertain about what's going on, even though you've only been alive, in Marley's case, 18 years. 18 years. And and sometimes it is crushing to me when I see young people who are are – Analyzing themselves so closely, and I have said you should feel that way. You're 18, you're 15, you're 12, you're five, you're two. You're gonna feel fear, you're gonna be sad, you're gonna be unsure, you're gonna wonder you're not going to always feel the most confident about yourself because you're still developing, you're still growing. And I say that because at 49, I don't always feel those things. I strive. I strive to build myself up, to be that way, to feel that way 24-7. But I don't even think it's possible for you to go through life and you never feel those types of emotions. And sometimes I just want to tell people, give yourself a chance to just be human because that's just what it is. You're feeling, whether it's good or bad, you're feeling, and that is what we do. We feel, and I'm trying to figure out at what point, when did feeling become wrong? And I feel it's necessary again for me to say I know for a fact that there are, are mental health issues out there that people suffer from. People legitimately suffer from depression, legitimately suffer from anxiety issues. There are people where it's impossible for them to overcome grief, and they do need to seek out help. But at what point do we give our chance? At what ourself a chance? At what point do we allow our friends, and our families to just be. And I'm not talking about a chronic. You know, I, I've come across so many people who feel like the world is falling apart when they're faced with different things that just don't go their way, or they feel like, you know, I just woke up and I don't, I'm not in a good mood today, or you know, I, I haven't been feeling that secure about myself, and I don't know what's the matter with me. Something is the matter with me. And I, and I always tell them, some of you I know know me, and I'll say, but, yeah, okay, so that's, that's a normal feeling. I'm not negating how you're feeling, but that's normal. There's nothing the matter with you. Life is easy, but life is hard. And every day you will be faced with challenges, that trigger different emotions, and that is a normal thing. And it's it's kind of weird how how society has conditioned people to believe that they should respond in this one specific manner because they have had that experience. It's almost like telling me that, you know, I'm supposed to walk around and be upset at every man that I know because, you know, I happen to not grow up in the house with my dad. Am I supposed to negate? Am I supposed to turn my back towards all the wonderful things that my mother did for me, the life that she gave me, that she worked very hard to give me? Because my parents happened to get a divorce and I happened to grow up in the house with my mom. So now I'm supposed to focus on the fact that my dad wasn't there and not the fact that, you know what, I still had a wonderful life. That was filled with ups and downs. I did not get everything I wanted all the time, you know. There are people who grow up in houses, and it's very devastating, and it's very traumatic. You know, there's people who grow up in all kinds of environments, and there are devastating things that happen to people. But are we doing society a justice by conditioning people to think that they have to carry that grief, that sadness that they experience, right, that unfairness that they experience, that they have to carry that with them for the rest of their life. And I want to say carry it on their sleeve because you're going to carry it because we we are a product of our experiences, and we will either use those experiences as as something to learn from and to be better to to the best of our abilities, or we won't. But have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought about how do we teach our children to deal with disappointment, to deal with travesty, to deal when they don't get things their way? And they should. And life has dealt them an unfair card, quote-unquote, a, a deck of cards. And deck of, their deck of cards don't look as good as the next person's deck of cards, but that's their deck of cards. Are we being fair as a society to condition people to think that they have to carry that with them on their sleeves for the rest of their life? You will make mistakes. You will turn left when you're supposed to go right. You will go up when you are supposed to go down. You will move when you are supposed to be still. And you want to know why? Because we are imperfect and we don't always do things the right way. And because we are imperfect and we don't always do things the right way, what does it mean? We don't always treat ourselves the way that we're supposed to be treated, and we don't always treat other people the way that they're supposed to be treated. And all of that affects who we become. Am I affected? Yes. By growing up in a home without a dad. I sure, I'm sure i sure I am. But did it ruin me? Did it all of a sudden say that Nicole can't, you know, establish a healthy relationship with men? did it necessarily mean that I would walk through life being upset, wondering why. Why didn't I get that call when I wanted it? Why didn't I get that visit when I wanted it? How does that benefit me? I remember the day that I realized, you know, um and I get along with my dad. I remember the day that I realized, you know, that my parents <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. I looked at my mother one day, and I said, I don't even know uh, why you guys even got married. Sometimes we want certain things so bad that we don't even look at what's right there. Stuff's so bad. And, and sometimes we've already cursed ourselves. We've already cursed ourselves because we are our own worst enemy. And we will hold on to an idea of what it should have been to our detriment. And so with that, I say it's okay to be okay. It's okay to have the experiences. It's okay that, you know, whatever it is, someone didn't treat you the way that they were supposed to. They actually devastated you. They harassed the hell out of you every single day. They did not treat you right. It's okay. Was it supposed to happen? No. It wasn't. Was it fair? Absolutely not. It was not fair. Was it messed up? Hell yes, it was messed up. Did it hurt your feelings? Yes, it did. Did it Did it devastate you? It did. Was it traumatic? Yes, it was traumatic. The question is though, but why do you choose to carry that with you? And some people say, I didn't choose it. And you know, when I think about it now, you didn't because you were conditioned to think that you had to carry that with you. You're conditioned to think that that's what you're supposed to do, that you're supposed to let it define who you aren't. And I'm going to say, who you aren't and not who you are. You're supposed to let it define who you aren't, because you weren't treated the way that you were supposed to be treated. You know, I got a great text. It says, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, um, I think we have to remember that there is no harm in feeling okay right now. Acknowledging others' feelings and recognizing that the feeling of being okay slash well is a privilege that one should be grateful for, not guilty. It's okay to feel okay amidst all, all this craziness. You're allowed. For me, when I say I'm okay during these times, it simply means I'm processing our current situation and making the best of it. So, yes, I'm okay, even though times may not be okay. For me, since it is out of my control, I try not to waste energy On things out of my control. It doesn't mean I'm blind to the struggles of others just because I'm okay. It means I choose to stay positive in the negative. That's a, that, that kind of, that says a lot. What do you choose? Like I said, everyone, there's experiences that you're gonna have, like this year, that you have no control over and next year or the year after that or 10 years from now what are you going to choose that you went through this will you carry it with you will you carry it on your sleeve or will it be a learned experience i love in the, in i love in the comment because it says it's okay to be okay it's okay I wrote down some common challenges that it seems like, to me, in my opinion, um, we get this, this hard definition on how we should respond to it. So the first one I just talked about is a challenging household or what may be deemed as a challenging household that you've been um, raised in. Difficult parents, when I talk about difficult parents, parents who may not have treated you the way that you felt like you should have been treated, you know, they may have been abusive, they may have talked to you physically, you know, um, they may have been physically abusive, talked to you crazy, you know, drove you crazy, you know, thinking their parents, you know, I'm a parent, I know I don't always do everything right, but difficult parents, you know, different school experiences that we carry around with ourselves, feelings of sadness, uncertainty, and anxiousness. Death or loss, bad relationships. You know, um, bad relationships is a good one. All of them are, but when you think of bad relationships and and you're in this relationship and this relationship fell through, it's it, it, it went down burning in flames when you was 18, and today, 30 years later, that's still the reason that you can't have a good relationship with the next person. It's okay to have that experience. It's okay to have your heart broken. It's okay to learn from it. That's all right. It's not saying that it didn't happen. It's not saying that you didn't shed tears from it and it didn't break your heart. It's okay for you to move forward and want to move forward. It's okay to be okay eventually. And when I say it's okay to be okay, I'm not saying that you're going to pop up and be okay the next day. But what I'm saying is you have to work towards it. And I'm having this conversation because I think things start in the cradle. And I think that when you have conversations like this and you're raising kids, we learn to teach our kids and to help them become these wonderful, independent individuals. That is our hope, that they can think for themselves and, yes, when they were young, we had to steer them to the left and we had to steer them to the right. But eventually, we want them to be able to start driving themselves, right? Because we can't do that forever. I think of Marley learning to drive and or or I think of it as actually, let me think of it, let me explain it better, is when you go somewhere and I leave my house and I go to work and I, I'll go, well, <laughs> I went because I've been remote. So... <laughs> I would drive I drive straight at the seven ten to the ninety one, take the ninety one west and get off on Avalon, make a right, and I go to my job. But that's not the only way to get there. And I have to remember that. That when I taught Marley to drive and we taught Marley to drive, Damien and I, and we went certain places and we told her to go that, that direction. Go this way. But when she became independent of it, she got in that car by herself, she learned her own way to get to the same place. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say. We have to teach our children and raise our children in a manner that, yeah, they take some of the stuff that we say, but they learn to question it. And they learn to question why they think the way they think, why they believe the way that they believe, so that they can get a good grasp on their life. Why do you feel so devastated? I remember one time when I was younger, I was so heartbroken, and I remember looking at myself in the mirror, and I had not one tear, and I felt heartbroken, and I was staring in the mirror, and I was like, shed a tear, Nicole cry, and I didn't cry, and I was like, why aren't you crying? you heartbroken. And I didn't cry because I didn't want to cry. Did it take away the fact that I was heartbroken? No. But that wasn't my response. That is what I thought that I should be feeling. Oh, and I stood there. And it's a true story. It's a true story. Wondering, what was the matter with me? Why didn't you cry? I remember thinking to myself, what's the matter with you? you you okay with the way that you, how you grew up? Well, because I was okay with it, because I see the positive aspects that came out of it. You know, does it mean that I didn't miss it sometimes? Nope. doesn't mean that I didn't want it sometimes. It just meant that I could see it for what it was, and I was okay. It was okay. And I understood it was okay for me to be okay. The people around me had a more... Have a big had a bigger problem with me being raised in the house with my mom by myself than I did. And they didn't understand a lot of times they didn't even understand my response. And I'm like, I'm good. You know, I'm good. And so again, it doesn't mean that you have to be devastated over things, it doesn't mean that you won't be, but it doesn't mean that you have to be, right? Let's take another one, losing. Some people feel like, you know, it's the end of the world when they lose. And they've been raised to think that. And they live a life being devastated every time something doesn't go their way. And they question themselves and who they are, and they question their own greatness because they have been conditioned to think that loss is wrong, that loss is a failure within them. When loss is just a part of life, and it and it sucks, and it's messed up sometimes, especially depending on what it is you lost, you know, you don't get that promotion, but you really needed that extra money that you were going to make. You don't get that job. That stuff is devastating. But you have to know that it will get better. You have to not only know it, you have to walk. that. You have to work to be better and for it to get better. And you have to work on being able to see the light. And sometimes I know people just roll their eyes when I say it, and I say it all the time, but you have to work on being able to see the light. Because if you don't see the light, all that you see is darkness. And you don't understand how to get past it. You don't even want to get past. The upsets and the heartaches and the disappointments and the unfairness and just the messed up, excuse my language, that you have experienced. Because some of it is messed up. Some of it was messed up. It's just just true. So now what are you going to do with that? And I don't know if I communicate it right. I'm not really sure when I try to have the conversation to my daughter, and sometimes me and her friends are talking, and I'm trying to understand that I don't want to come off, you know, insensitive. I don't want to come off like I don't care. That's not what it is. But I do want them to understand. Don't, you know my favorite word, don't marinate in this right here. Don't marinate in this right here, okay? Feel it, acknowledge it, and let's start pushing through it. And let me help you. And sometimes it feels like something is going to drown you, like you can't get past it. And that's when I tell you, you know, okay, well, you need to seek some help. Maybe you need to seek some help. Or maybe you're just trying to go through something by yourself because, you know, you think that the way you're feeling is wrong, so you don't talk to anyone. You try to deal with it by yourself. You don't know why you're waking up every day and you're sad and you don't feel like getting out of bed. You don't know why some days you just wake up and you just pissed off. You know, you have a bad attitude. You don't understand why sometimes you just feel hurt and you've been feeling hurt and hurt. And you feel as if you're not stepping up to the plate because you're feeling like you shouldn't be feeling like this. And what you have to understand is you can feel that that you can take in all of those emotions. It's okay to be okay beyond that. You don't have to marinate in it, right? You can work on it and keep it pushing. I mean, I just don't know how many adults I run across that are so connected to the experiences that they had when they were young. They can't get past. You know, anything in the present day because you're so focused on what happened before. And, again, I'm going to tell you, some—it's some tragic stuff out there that has happened that, you know, that has, yes, that has been life-altering. But who said that you have to suffer? Who said that you have to let it poison you? Poison your idea on love, poison your idea on relationship, poison your idea on other people, poison your idea on being a parent, being a friend, being a lover. Who said that it has to do that? That's the question. I challenge you, sit down and write down some of the things that you find yourself saying. Like, you know, I catch myself. I think one of my things is, and it don't have anything to do with me being raised in the house, you know, with just my mom. But a lot of times I'm real big on um, privacy, you know, because I felt like I couldn't really have a lot of privacy. And I, I remember mentioning it the other day, and I was like, there you go, thinking that you have to, you know, um hoard privacy because you feel like you didn't get it when you were younger. That's not what that's about. Nicole, you need to fix that. Be aware. You don't need to, you know, hoard, you know, I call it hoarding. Like I I grasp onto it. I cling to it. You know, and it's all, you know, I realize where it comes from. Okay, so maybe it was true. Maybe it wasn't, you know, but what does that have to do with me today? What does that have to do with me today? You know, that relationship fell through. It was messed up. That him or her didn't treat you well. They talked to you crazy. It doesn't mean that the next person is going to do that. You know, that, that one person when you were younger, you know, didn't respect you, wasn't kind to you, said messed up stuff to you. It doesn't mean that the next people... In the world, you can't trust based on that person. It doesn't mean that you walk through life. Now you can't trust anyone. Now you're looking side-eyed at everyone. It's okay to be okay. It's okay. To say, yeah, some messed up stuff has happened to me. It wasn't right. I'm not feeling good today. I'm extremely sad today. It's nothing to matter with you. It's so crazy how you know it's okay to embrace being happy and when you're feeling loving and and you know you're feeling excited to a certain point. you know, and it's okay. People don't even question that you know they're they're okay, oh, you happy, but it's so interesting how. When people are sad or they're feeling unsure, they just don't know how all of a sudden it's like, you know what, maybe there's something to matter with him or her. Maybe they need to go to the doctor. Maybe they're suffering from this. Maybe they're suffering from that. And, yes, sometimes that is it, but a lot of times that's not what it is. A lot of times it's just life. It's just life, and, and that's just how you feel that day or that week. Sometimes it's just not us taking care of ourselves. And so we we don't have any positive energies around us. You know, we're not doing anything positive. We're not saying anything positive. We're not reading anything positive. And so we feel negative. There's nothing clinically the matter with you except you need to make some adjustments in your life. You go through things. You know, because one person crossed you. Because one one person broke your trust. It doesn't mean that you could never trust a person again. It doesn't mean that. Because you woke up sad and you're sad, you know, for a month. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're suffering from depression. Because you're crying because you thought you were in love and that person broke your heart. There's nothing the matter with you. Allow people to feel Time does heal. Sometimes it heals in a day, and sometimes it takes longer. But crave the healing. Don't crave the the suffering. Embrace the ability to heal. Don't embrace the suffering. You can remember it. You can assess it. You can look at it and say, was any of this my doing? That's okay, or maybe it wasn't, or you could look at it and be like, that person was crazy. They were ridiculous, and they don't have anything to do with me. It was them, and they had the problem. And unfortunately, I had to be on the other end of that. But you'll be okay, and it's okay to be okay. I found this wonderful thing, and it said, overcoming your story. And I thought that was the perfect, like, title for what you need to do in order to be okay with being okay. It's overcoming your story. Whatever your story is, everybody's story is different. But overcoming your story. It's really powerful. And your story is yours, so you have to be honest with your experiences. You have to be honest with yourself on why you believe the things that you believe. You have to be honest with yourself about why you respond the way you do to your emotions. I think that's the biggest thing, and a lot of us are pent up with our emotions, and we don't never want to feel anything negative because we feel it's a weakness, and that's not true. It's human. I can say that with me. I remember there was a time when, you know, you know, God forbid I say that somebody hurt my feelings. That's weak. God forbid, you know, that I actually acknowledged that someone, especially someone of the opposite sex, hurt my feelings. mm God forbid I say I miss somebody. I don't miss anybody because all I need is me just me, myself, and I. God forbid that I let somebody trigger me or whatever, make me upset off of their dumb antics, and now I'm mad. I'll be like, oh, they got me. These are things that are just going to happen. But you have to figure out why is that a problem for you? Why is it a problem for you to feel? And we have to get in touch with that so that if we're raising these kids and we're, we're mentoring, that we can say, yeah, this is how you're going to feel. And sometimes you're going to fall, and sometimes you're going to get up, but you're going to be okay. And this is your story. Don't let anybody write your story about how you feel. Don't let anybody write your story about when you should be sad and when you should be happy. Because that's not what this conversation is about. This conversation is saying you want to feel how you feel, but why? This conversation is like, yeah, bad things are going to happen. Things are not going to always go your way. But you have to focus on the light. Because if you focus on the light, like I said, you will see nothing but darkness. And that that, my friends, is hopeless. And when you have no hope, you can't see. You can't walk in your greatness, and that's what we want to do. We want to walk in our greatness. We want to be the best that we can be. I talked a little long, but I wrote down here, how do you improve your perception of how you react to challenges? And it's mastering your mind, understanding the triggers. What triggers you and why? acknowledging the validity in that and being okay with that. Acknowledge what you're actually feeling versus how you've been taught and told to feel. How have you been taught to feel? How have you been told to feel? And how do you actually feel? Are you okay with expressing that? Allow yourself to feel this, an experience uniquely, not based on, like I said, how society, how your parents, how your brothers and sisters, how your friends, be okay with being you and experiencing your emotions and your feelings the way that you, you, you experience them without being influenced and being told this is not what you should be doing. And if this is what you're doing, there must be something the matter with you. Again, I keep saying that there is nothing the matter with you. Usually. Learn to become comfortable with emotions. A lot of people are very comfortable with happiness, but sadness, anything that's, quote, unquote, been determined negative. But it's not really negative. It just is. And audit your belief system. Like I said, at some point you have to start questioning why you think the way you think, why you act the way that you act, why you respond the way that you respond. Overcome your story. Overcome it. Because your story is not going to change, at least not what happened in the past. You are in control of your story in the future to some degree. There's nothing we could do about yesterday. Think about it, whatever happened yesterday, Monday. Nothing we could do about it. It happened. But how will we deal with it? That person who cut you off, that person who didn't say what they should have said to you or you thought they should say to you, that person who was rude, that's yesterday. I'm just asking you to look within yourself. Just think about it. Think about why. Overcome your story. I found another article that says six challenges in life you must overcome to become a better person. I don't know about that, but... What they, what they wrote was interesting, and this was on um, – I found this at www.lifehack.org, and it says, everyone was once a child. There are things you experienced that, that were outside of your control. Regardless of their severity, those experiences stay with you. Those experiences become part of your story. Overcoming the story you tell yourself about your own experience can be quite the life challenge. Whether you grew up poor, didn't have a lot of love in your house, or you didn't feel seen, it affects the way you move through the world. There are the facts of these experiences, and there are fuzzy edges where our minds fill in the blanks. And what it's saying is, you know, it's up to us. It's almost like Erica Badu's song, Bag Lady. We're just going to keep on collecting all of that and just, stuffing it in that bag and carrying it around to it with us, and the bag is just going to get bigger and bigger, or then we're going to have more bags, and they're going to get heavier and heavier. And before you know it, we're not even going to have bags on our back. We're going to be pulling them. We're going to be coming back to get them. And so what I'm telling you, it's okay to be okay. It's okay to move forward. There's nothing to matter with it. No one says you have to marinate in it. Feel. Be acknowledge it, and then move forward. And I especially say that to young people. You're not going to always feel secure. You're not going to always feel confident. There's nothing the matter with you. Sometimes you don't even know if you're going or coming. There's nothing the matter with you. Talk to your tribe. And again, if you feel like you're drowning. If you feel like you can't get past it, then seek professional help. But don't let anyone tell you how you should be responding to anything. You owe it to yourself to look deeper within yourself and to allow yourself to express the emotions that you feel, acknowledge them, learn about them, and move forward. Like I said, continue to see the light. Continue to see the light and continue to surround yourself with people who see the light. You guys have heard me say it before. Your tribe is very, very important. Who you allow in your space is very, very important. Okay? You don't want anybody around you yesing you to death. You want them to be real with you but lovingly. And so I'll end with saying, you know, I know there's challenges in life. I know this. But you'll be okay. And it's okay to be okay. Don't feel any way about it. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. Appreciate and be thankful for the happy moment. Be humble and learn from the darkest times in your life because if you're able to walk out of those times, be it independently or with the help of others, you'll emerge as someone way stronger than you were previously. And that to me is admirable. And perhaps after all these years, What we want to be able to say without feeling bad about it is that we're okay. I'm okay. You will be okay or you're okay. Feel. Feel, people. It's normal. It's okay. Well, thank you for joining in tonight. Um, Again, this is the Phenomenal You Broadcast on EWater Radio, KEWR. K-E-W-R-D-P. I, I, I could have said it wrong. I'm sorry. I'm hungry. Uh, but thank you for supporting me. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful month, a happy new year. Be safe, wear your mask, do what you need to do so that we all can do what we want to do. Have a happy evening. Remember, you are phenomenal. You're wonderful. There's nothing the matter what you feel. Feel, it's okay. And continue to look for the light. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. God bless, and thank you again for your support.